It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. And we are back. Hi, everybody. Eric France and AJ Salveson. And we're back. It has been a hell of a day. Uh, we are sorry for the technical difficulties which we have had. Uh, hope you are still sticking around, though. Haven't left. Haven't touched your dial. 4 or 3 is your kickoff time uh, here on 1069 FM, 1390 AM, and 1069thefan.com. Again, we greatly apologize for the technical difficulties. It's been one of those days, Eric. It's been one of those weeks, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, it, this has been fun. But here we are. Uh, I don't know what's a bigger mess right now. Uh, us trying to get a show started or the Utah Jazz trying to play a game without a lot of big contributors. And so, or contributors, I guess is the word. There you go. Thank you, Eric, for correcting me. I didn't say anything. I was the look you that you gave me. Corrected it, it yourself. Was the I'm look so that you proud gave of me. you. I know. Uh, we'll get to Utah Jazz basketball. They fall to the San Antonio Spurs today without the help of a lot of key guys. They get ready for the Denver Nuggets tomorrow, who Denver won yesterday. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that game. We'll get into their NBA bubble news. Uh, FCS is Trying to figure out their crap, too. Uh, Mac has canceled their season. I removed their season to spring, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so that's the direction it's heading. I don't know if it's been official. It's not official yet. And I honestly am kind of to the point where if it's not official, it hasn't happened yet. It's so fluid. It's it, Yeah, fluid is a good word to use. It's been used quite often. I think that will be the word that we continue to use throughout the uh, remainder of the course of this whole entire fall season, to be honest with you. If you want to be a part of the show, you can text into 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. Again, good evening, everybody, or afternoon, everybody, whatever it is, wherever you're at. Uh, hope your Friday's been a little bit more organized than ours. <laughs> if it's not, then we are deeply sorry for you. Uh, can I just say... go. Coronavirus sucks. Yeah. Will it please just go away? Yeah. I mean, it's affecting way too much. I'm tired of it. Can I just say I'm done and it just goes away? If that's how easy <laughs> it was. <Can> I... <sighs> I wish. I wish it was that simple. Uh, it, it's a, it's effects continue to be felt around the world. Um, Cubs Cardinals supposed to be a big rivalry weekend. Postponed. Player test positive. College football, still serious uncertainty. And guess what? High school football now As is uncertain. uncertainty. Yeah. There's some news, uh, some reports. I haven't seen it verified that Idaho State does not want other people using their uh, Holt Arena. Outside, yeah. So they want to preserve it for their football activities. Which I get. That's their decision. So, what does it have to do with high school? Yeah. Well, there's going to be a bunch of high school games that are going to be taking place there. With some and of several our local, local teams. teams. Yep. Yeah, that's a big that's a big mess right now. Uh, and I feel bad because you're supposed to have games starting next Friday. And they'll be on our uh, all our stations. We'll get to that schedule and whatnot through uh, the next week. Um, trying to get coaches organized as well to get them on to our show to talk about their teams and the upcoming season, and, and which is going to be a really weird way. And, and by the way, we still don't have entirety clarity on what the fan base will be like at each high school either. That's a great point. UHSAA has not really said anything, and they've said you know it kind of depends more on your local, local district, your local district. Yeah. 
um, your local health district and yeah. school districts. Just clarify that. Um, but I have not seen anything. Yeah, I haven't either. And we, yeah, so we're still waiting for that. So there's questions on how many fans can be at a game. If now, fans I know can be that game. there are soccer games that started this week. Yep. And uh, I I drove by where one of those soccer games was taking place. And there were a lot of cars in the parking lot. Mm. So I didn't go in. I don't know what it actually looked like in 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 all reality, but uh here let's let's get to some other news and notes before we get into the nitty gritty of utah jazz conference usa board according to adam rittenberg has approved a schedule model for the fall of 2020 that will be an eight league game and up to four non-league games at each member's discretion championship game is set for december 5th but can be moved to a later date uh sec is uh going to be announcing actually right now they're announcing their non-conference additions uh, non-divisional opponents for each school. Uh, that's that's beginning right now. It's on the SEC network. Um, so I would definitely encourage you to stay away from that. Uh, boy, there is and, and by the way, Mountain West Conference has a uh, players. Uh, is it We United from the Mountain West Conference? I think it's what it was Mountain called. Mountain West United. Mountain West like United. Uh, with uh, concerns that they want solved before they go out there and they play a football game. Uh, and, and to be honest, they're very, they're actually pretty reasonable. It's not like they're asking like for a whole lot. Uh, it includes, for the testing and prevention and safety category, athletes will receive COVID-19 tests every week in at least 72 hours before each match, as instructed by the NCAA. Staff members, including coaches, trainers, and anyone in contact with athletes will receive COVID-19 tests every week. Football facilities will follow strict cleaning protocols with adherence to CDC guidelines. Contact tracing protocols with adherence to CDC guidelines, proper accommodations, and safety standards for alternative outdoor facilities put in place to adhere with social distancing guidelines. Now, see, here's the thing is, Eric, they want it to be socially distanced. But again, I asked the question, when a next-door neighbor is having a really fun party with lots of people there, can you as an athlete stay out of the party and stay home and in dorm where you should be away from all the fracas and all that stuff so you can stay safe and healthy? That's a that's a big question for me. It'd be hard. I mean, remembering my days in, in college, man, if there was something going on, you wanted to be in it. You want to be in the middle of it. FOMO is a real thing. Wait, what did you say? Is it FOMO? Or did I say that wrong? Fear of no, please keep going. Being left out. I guess that's a B. Phobo. Phobo. You just decided to go ahead and make up something and <laughs> something like that. I haven't heard that in a while, out. Eric. Nobody's ever heard that. So yeah, if you don't want to be phobo, <laughs> you probably need to opt out. Uh, LGBT- Fear of missing out. So, so it's it back is to FOMO. FOMO. It is FOMO. Fear of missing out. Yes. I would really be careful how you pronounce that and make sure you get it right. Eligibility and scholarship category includes athletes who choose to opt out of the season due to COVID-19 concerns will receive a hardship waiver to grant them, and the key phrase here, an additional year of eligibility regardless of the athlete's timeline on a five-year clock. Athletes who contract COVID-19 during the season and miss more than 30% of competition will receive a hardship waiver to grant them an additional year of eligibility, regardless of the athlete's timeline on five-year clock. 
In the event of a cancellation of over 50% of the scheduled season, all athletes will receive a hardship waiver to grant them an additional year of eligibility, regardless of an athlete's timeline, all in that same five-year clock, and preserve scholarship, including tuition and fees, room board, and cost of attendance stipend, and a roster spot for any athlete who is granted hardship waiver due to COVID-19. That's where things might get a little bit uh, hairy. In regards to player assurances, ban and void all COVID-19 liability waivers, ensure coverage of all out-of-pocket medical expenses related to COVID-19 incurred by athletes for five years after exhaustion of eligibility, and whistleblower protection for athletes and staff who report suspected violations to COVID-19 safety protocols with regard Mountain West United. Well, so the Mountain West, as an institution, issued a statement last night basically saying, we're aware of this thread, this post that players are retweeting. Many of the things that they're asking for, we're already going to do. So, it seems a little strange, the, the timing of it. Did the players just not read what the Mountain West was going to do? Did they have this already pre-planned? Or do they fear the Mountain West and its member institutions will not hold to their, to their guns? I don't think I've ever really seen the Mountain West not follow through on anything they said they would do in regards to player safety and player health protocols. So I'm kind of scratching my head at this, to be honest with you, AJ. 9315 text and all these players making demands. I can't wait until it is closer to game day or first practice if they will actually not play. Hard to believe they won't. And that's the thing is when Monday, August 24th comes up, first day camp, you, you still going to sit it out? Everyone's going to start pumping in, you know, smell the grass. Hey, you got guys, you got your friends warming up, throwing on pads, trying on gear. Can't tell me that they don't want to be a part of that. Uh, according to Brett McMurphy, uh, again, some of that SEC announcement of their non-conference games, Missouri's additional games will be Alabama, home, and at LSU. Ooh, that's spicy. Uh, Houston University will, or University of Houston, I should say, announces it will have about 25% capacity for home games and fans will be required to wear face coverings. I'd imagine the face covering is going to be for every university who has fans. The percentages of how many fans can come will be the interesting part for me, especially at Utah State because we don't have an announcement on that yet, right? On fans and how many fans can attend a game? No. Okay. Just want to make sure I wasn't going crazy. No official direction. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm sick of this. Uh, let's see here. South Carolina, in regards to the SEC, home road games will be Ole Miss, LSU, Florida, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Auburn, Texas A&M, Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee will be their home games. Ooh, that's a brutal schedule. Oh. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, again, SEC is announcing their non-conference games. I guess that non-divisional games, I should say, not non-conference games. Do they have a non-conference game to use or no? I can't know. They don't, right? No. Because ACC doesn't. Or does. And Only they... the Big 12 and the ACC. ACC. Okay. And the ACC one was their non-conference game had to be within the state of its ACC member institution.
this is such a mess. And and the thing is, is as you, as we kind of teased earlier, the FCS is still trying to work out their kinks. There's other G5 conferences that are moving to spring or still on the ropes of what they exactly want to do. And we'll get in that today here uh, a little bit later in the hour. Eric, my, my question to you now is, um, with this whole Mountain West United thing and the Mountain West Conference, does it change your thought on how a player should be treated financially in, in, in this regard? Do you feel like they should have that... Uh, I guess what 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 uh, what conference asked for revenue? Well, Pac twelve wanted fifty percent, which is amazing, ridiculous. Do you feel like these demands from the Mount West Conference players are reasonable? Well, I think there's. A, I'm glad you bring that up. There is an important distinction here. The Mountain West, the MW United, is really they're all just about safety, safety protocols, and if somebody contracts the disease or uh, the virus or decides to opt out because of concerns about the virus about keeping them protected, right? Preserving a scholarship or preserving eligibility. So it's really, it's not that unreasonable. My only thing here is that the Mountain West has already addressed a lot of these concerns. So I I, I kind of get the sense that this was drafted before the Mountain West came out with their mm. Their stuff, um, I mean, yes, there are a few slight differences, but I, I do want to say this. For those players that uh, are, are getting behind this or helped put it together, um, you know, I applaud them that it is about about player safety. Safety, yeah. Right, and protecting their, their eligibility and opportunity to still compete. Now, granting additional years of eligibility, that's really hard. It's, That's it's the frustrating. It's it's hard, but it's it's near impossible. I mean, a school can say, "Yeah, we'd love to give grant another year of eligibility," but then when you start to look at the dollars and cents of it, it is about money. Do you tie up that scholarship opportunity for that sixth year senior? Uh, how do you handle your roster? Do you just not go recruit incoming freshmen that year? You still have room and board you have to figure out. Books, cost of living, or cost of attendance, what they call it. So it it's really expensive for schools to do. A lot of them said with the spring sports that got canceled, uh, the NCAA said you can offer an additional year of eligibility if you'd like. I'm not aware of any school that said that they would do that. So... It, it's it sounds nice, and I understand the reasons behind it. Um, but man, it's but these are unprecedented times, Aj. You got to do unprecedented things. Yeah, at, at this point, I think that's kind of where we're at. Is is not only is it all fluid, but you've got to look outside the box now. You got to think outside the box. By the way, I'm bouncing all over, and I'm really sorry, Eric, but I was just looking at Missouri's schedule. So not only are there additional games, home against Alabama and at LSU, but they're also home against Georgia. They're at Florida. They do get Arkansas at home. Um, but they also have Auburn. That is a brutal, brutal schedule for them. 
Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Are any of those players from Utah State nine three one five ask? I'm not going to comment. If they if they uh, if they've retweeted them, it, yeah. it is it's public. Yeah. Uh, I'm just been scrolling through it. Uh, I've seen several from other schools. Um, so far, I haven't come across anyone from Utah State. But uh, I'm sure there have been some. Yeah, I, I've heard rumors, but nothing concrete, so I, I don't dare announce that. Um, well, if they tweet it, it's a public platform. It's true. But I didn't see any tweets either. Hey, did you see that uh, you got you got Big Ten players opting out? Big-time ones, too, Eric. Their defensive tackle from Michigan State, who's a, who is picked as a first-rounder, is opting out of the season. Penn State's middle linebacker, who's also a uh, first-round option, is opting out for the season. Iowa's, uh, let's see, Iowa's, I think, right guard, who is one of the top offensive linemen in the country right now and is on the award watch list, is opting out for the season. There's a lot of guys who are saying, you know what? I don't want to play. And remember, because of the elder, the scholarship um, request that, you know, even if it is for COVID-19 health concern, we can opt out and you can still honor our scholarship, makes it a little bit easier to do so. Because you can opt out and not risk your life or risk your health and go and still get uh, your school paid for. Yeah, I think that if you're going to opt out for medical reasons, you're, you're concerned about your health or someone in your, your immediate household's health because of coronavirus, um, I, I don't think there should be any penalty. If, if you were promised a scholarship, you should still be given a scholarship. If you opt out because you just don't want to do it, that's a convenient excuse not to play for the coach, uh, that coaching staff, that's a different issue. But if you've got um, if you've got a medical condition, underlying health condition, if you've got family members who have some uh, concerns with their health, if you bring it home to them and you decide to opt out, they shouldn't be shunned, they shouldn't be mocked, and they shouldn't be penalized. Um, here's the statement from the Mountain West that they issued last night. First, they said uh, they're they're developing comprehensive testing and reporting procedures that were already established by the NCAA. And then they continue saying, as a result, nearly all of the issues which have been raised are already being addressed. Additional clarity will be provided via upcoming decisions of the NCAA Division I Board of Directors on August 14th and August 21st, as well as ongoing efforts by multiple groups within the Mountain West governance structure. The Mountain West and its member institutions value the input of our most important constituents, our student-athletes, and look forward to continued communication with our longstanding Mountain West Student-Athlete Advisory Committee. So, I, I think the Mountain West is already doing a lot of these things. I applaud them for that. And to the same degree, I, I applaud the, the, the Mountain West athletes for saying, for basically what they're discussing, what their concerns are, are just about safety. They're not throwing pie in the sky like, we need additional revenue, you need to pay us, here's our opportunity, because there's disruption, so we're going to make this even more disruption. But uh, I mean, the Mountain West is already addressing a lot of these concerns. And they they put their response out pretty quick. Yeah. Is this 
This hashtag <laughs> MWUnited started going last night. The Mountain West had a response Ready last to go. night. <laughs> they're like, oh, send? Send it now. Send it now. Uh, they're, they're LA Times, no, LA Times wrote an article, Eric, on it's time for call of sports to tell athletes, take it or leave it. The article is referring to the fact that Pac-12 athletes ask for a lot. I mean, and granted, when you're going to ask for something, you might as well shoot for the stars, right? See if if you guys can counter offer back and forth to get to a, um, a medium ground. But this one absolutely just, I mean, shreds the players apart and the request, saying that you, you get beyond what every student in your university gets. The food, the the dorm rooms, the facilities, the workout state places, the gear, and um, this, that, and the other, um, and it kind of re- it calls them out for being too greedy. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if I agree with that because yeah, they do get all this stuff, but again, they're putting their they're putting their health on the line for your entertainment. Now, you go out there, dress up in pads, and go face-to-face with a 250-pound, all-muscle, no-fat linebacker and see how you handle it. <laughs> if, you can get, if you can get full speed, get right up, and say that was fun, then okay, maybe you have a shot. Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely this group that's like, look, you get compensation. You get something in return for playing the game of football at the collegiate level. You get a free education, or you get access to a, an education. You get tutors. You get a. You don't have to pay for your your room. You don't have to pay for your food. Uh, you even get a little bit in your cost of attendance to cover the laundry or whatever. Um, you get uh, uh, access to facilities that the average student body will never get access to. Um, that's certainly some form of compensation that needs to be recognized. At the same time, college athletics is a multi-billion dollar business. And mostly because those athletes are not getting the same level of compensation as others for doing the same thing. It's, uh, those are, some of those are soft dollars, that a university has to pay. Some are more hard than others, but but uh, by and large, these universities are benefiting from unpaid labor. Yeah, that makes sense. And if you want to go out there and you want to use an athlete to promote your product, promote your school, and you're going to get uh, some compensation, probably does make some sense that that athlete gets a piece of that. If you're using them for more than just that, more than just what happens on the field, it there probably does need to be something. Yeah, but and again, I, I think it's got to be reasonable. I think it's got to be realistic. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna use the word fair. Um, I don't like that. But it, well, fair is not a horrible word to use. But it's just, just got to be able to again find middle ground on both sides. And if you can find something reasonable, then why not go ahead? But I, I think that's that's the hard part is, is finding something reasonable on both sides. So, 
yeah, Mount West uh, comes out. Uh, Mountain West United, I say, written by the players, and then like as you said, I mean, there Mount West was just written, waiting to push send on Twitter. As soon as they saw it, they let it go, in, in very uh, cordial response. Well, I think it's like okay, here's this thing that's going around tonight. Okay, let's look at their demands. Yep, taking care of that. Taking care of that. That's already in our plan. There's something slightly different there. We're already maybe talking about it, addressing it. So I don't know that it was like they already had something prepared as well, but based on a lot of the things that these players threw out there, Mountain West already Mountain West already included that. They already addressed that. So I think it was pretty easy for them to put together their response. Uh, Eric, let's take a break and let's go to the hardware where the Utah Jazz fall to the San Antonio Spurs. We'll get to the numbers, what these guys from the bench looked like, why the rotation, or not the rotation, but uh, why the minutes were delivered to these guys instead of Mike Conley, Dominic Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Rudy, or I guess Rudy Gobert. Even Joe Ingles didn't play that many minutes. Um, but we'll get to that more hardwood basketball in the NBA in the bubble. Updates on what the standings look like as well. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, Eric France and Andre Salveston. Thanks for joining us, however and wherever you're doing so, on a Friday afternoon, 4.31 our time right now. Eric, we have some news coming from John Wilner about the Pac-12. Yeah, it looks like the state of California, they've released some guidelines for college football and other athletics to take place in their state. And uh, it looks like for San Diego State, Fresno State, San Jose, should be okay. Uh, they should be able to still move forward. Um, there are some testing protocols they want to do, but um, testing only 25% of your staff and roster each week. Um, so there are a few things they want to be aware of, like um, how many people are in any given location, how long do you stay there, do you touch some of the shared objects, are you using face coverings, Things like that. Um, but anyway, it, I'm not going to go through all of it because we're just getting it. But uh, it, it does look like you know, there some of the, the guidelines that the, the state of California is putting out about how sports can continue in their state. That's actually seems to be good news for the, uh, the California-based institutions in the Mountain West Conference. Yeah, it looks reasonable. It really does. It all looks reasonable. Um, looks like, I mean, they can handle it without any, there should be no big fits from anybody within the California to uh, to grab about it. It looks really well done, too. Uh, college athletic teams are permitted to begin a return to practice only if, and here are the quick outlines, guidelines, uh, institution of higher education adapts and its teams follow an institution-specific return-to-play safety plan, uh, regular periodic COVID-19 testing of athletes and staff, uh, at least 25% of their team and staff population every week, uh, consistent with requirements imposed by the national or by the NCAA, basically, 
waive their legal rights regarding COVID-19 as a condition of athletic participation. And the institution of higher education adheres to the general guidance for institutions of higher education related to isolation and quarantine of individuals who test positive and and, uh, close contacts of those individuals. So basically, if you follow certain protocols, which seem very reasonable, you can continue and uh, have a return to play. Again, seems fair to me. Let it rip. Uh, Eric, let's go to uh, some NBA basketball. I'm having a really hard time talking today. It's just been a weird day. Uh, San Antonio Spurs beat the Utah Jazz 119-111 is your final score. Uh, Jazz go to 2-3 and three in the bubble. Um, the Spurs continue to stay a half game above the surging Suns, who were undefeated in the bubble and had today off. They play tomorrow. Uh, if you remember, the uh, Utah Jazz decided to sit everybody who is a major contributor to the Utah Jazz team. That includes Donovan Mitchell. That includes Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert. Uh, one more guy they set out to. I don't remember who it was. Who am I missing here, man? Ingles played. Ingles started, actually. Uh, bad news for the Utah Jazz is that uh, their boy Morgan, the uh, the small forward, Juwan Morgan, was Juwan injured Morgan. today. Hurt his knee. Uh, Tony Jones has reported that uh, there was no. There doesn't look like there's any serious injury to the knee. Right. Um, that uh, they don't have a timetable for his return. Uh, that uh, there is a chance he can come back. Uh, Quinn Snyder put out that he felt like it was a there was a foul that should have been called and it wasn't called. Quinn was very unhappy about that. Um, feels like you know Morgan's one guy who had worked himself into the rotation, earned himself some minutes, was playing well inside the bubble, and then this happens. Yeah, you'll see him for intermittent times during a game if the Jazz decide they need to go small uh, and give a little bit different look. Um, he sometimes can play the center or a power forward position uh, for the Jazz, um, and so he'll he'll get in there a little bit here and there for the Jazz. So uh, that's not good to see him go down because he was a Semi-regular contributor. Yeah, he was huge. As opposed to, like, Mie Oni, um, who never sees the court. Speaking of which, Mie Oni, in 30 minutes, was 4-9 from the field. He led the Jazz in minutes, by the way, to, uh, this afternoon. Went 4-9 from the field, 2-4 from 3, 4-5 from the line. He had 14.7 boards and one steal, no assist. Ingles only played 17 minutes, was 4-8 of eight from the field, 4-6 from deep, he had 12-3-3 for a minus 7. In fact, not one starter was in the plus column. Imagine that. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier uh, had 14 points and 5 assists. Uh, Ed, my man, Davis, big man Davis on the court. <laughs> Started. 12 minutes, no points, 0-2 from the field, 2 assists and 2 boards. Uh, George Yang. Uh, was 3 of 11. He was 1 of 5 from his favorite spot on the court, which is from where we can't make it. Uh, he had 7 points, 8 boards, and 2 assists. He still sucks. Can we talk about George Nyang? I mean, this is a, it, this it, was the perfect game for George yeah. to say, all right, I belong. I'm back. I'm going to be an NBA player. I'm going to start. He just He has not had it in the bubble. Yeah, that's a nice he's way to He's had put a it. lot of looks. I mean, he's doing other things. I don't I don't think he's just totally wasting space. I mean, he's 
trying to be active. He did have eight boards, a couple assists, a couple steals, but he just has not found his shot. And for the Jazz to have a, any kind of a run in this thing, they need George Nyang to be able to hit his shot. He was one of the most consistent three-point shooters on the team, and he has not been anywhere near that since they arrived in Orlando. Yeah, he started 2-2 from the floor, and he had the game's first five points, and then, Eric, he went 1-9 after that with two assists and two turnovers. Uh, he's not an offensive threat. He is horribly he's horrible defense. Uh his I I mean, I don't want to say it's an effort thing, but he looks like he doesn't give a crap half the time. And really he's not that athletic to be guarding someone in an like when they play Dallas, he's going to get just torched. When they play Denver, he's going to get torched tomorrow. I limit his minutes to as few minutes as possible. Hopefully, Morgan can come back sooner than later and get Morgan to take his minutes because I just it's not working with George Nying. But Quinn is continually showing faith in that kid for some stupid reason. Well, you just must be playing the law of averages that at some point it's going to swing back the other way. But, uh, man, it's frustrating to see just the shots not go in for George Niang. This was a perfect game for him to get going and get some rhythm. I mean, the other thing that I'm... The Jazz lost, okay. Um, they're playing the, the, the lineup game. They're, they're playing the seeding game. Uh, I hope it doesn't backfire on them. But as much as we're a little frustrated with it's George Niang... I have to give some credit, though, to the rest of the team for still hanging with the Spurs and pushing the Spurs. Uh, how disappointing is it if you're San Antonio that this game wasn't decided until near closer to the end um, and Utah was throwing all of their scrubs at you? I mean, you have guys, multiple guys having career nights and their career high, four points. It, the thing with the Spurs Eight is... points, that's your career high. The thing with the Spurs is that the, the all five starters finish in the plus column of the plus minus. Their bench of the five guys, one guy finished in the plus column, which kind of tells you all you need to know there. Uh, I thought I mean, DeMar DeRozan was good as usual. He played 30 minutes, had 13 points, uh, two steals, five assists, two boards. Well, that's a lot of minutes and not a lot of points for DeRozan, to be honest. Yeah, he shot 410 from the field, which wasn't great. How about Pirtle? Only, only did play some decent defense. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. And I thought Pirtle was really good for them, the former Utah Ute cat. 9-12 from the field in 31 minutes. He had 19 points. He was a plus 17, which was the best out of anybody in the game. 10 boards, 2 assists, 3 blocks. 19 points. Rudy Gobert numbers. Yeah. I thought it was really good. On the other side for the Utah Jazz, uh, Brantley was okay, not great. Uh, Morgan was good until he hurt his knee. Tony Bradley in 22 minutes. Eric, not bad. 7-9 from the field, 15 points. A plus 10 with 11 boards. Are you surprised that Bradley still came off the bench? Yeah. And that Ed Davis started ahead yeah, of him? Yeah, I still I, I would have benched Ed and I would have put Bradley in. Why? Uh, Bradley needs the minutes because he's going to be playing in those bigger... No, I mean, well, why not have Bradley as a starter? Ed Davis was the starter. No, that's what I was saying. Oh, sorry. I was saying give Bradley starter minutes. Oh, but just not start him. Yeah. If that makes sense. Ed Davis needs to look. Like, I mean, at this point, Quinn's searching for everything and anything to get something out of his bench. And that's why you saw guys like Davis, Moutier, and Oni in there. 
And he probably came out of that game thinking, I got absolutely no answers from any of those guys. None. Ed Davis only played 12 minutes. Yeah. And, but that's what I'm saying. I think, I think Quinn saw it and said, nope, you still suck. <laughs> so that's great. It's I've just got, still I've, not happening. I've got three on my diapers, I'm Bradley. Give you an and, opportunity. and the thing is, you're going to be my starter. Ed Davis was such a great rotational guy for the Nets. What happened, man? What happened to him and Mike Conley after they left their teams? They went just flat. Uh, Jay Wright Foreman uh, had in 11 minutes eight points. He had two rebounds, two assists. Uh, Rajon Tucker, 19 minutes, five points. He was not great, actually. Took two really, really stupid shots. Jordan Clarkson, speaking of stupid shots, 24 points. He was 8 of 18 from the field, 4 of 9 from deep. 24 points, four assists, two boards. The thing with Clarkson, though, is that he took some good shots, but then he went full Jordan Clarkson mode. The old Jordan Clarkson that would go out there and, like, Monte Ellis everything. Anytime he touched the ball, it's a shot for him. And he put up some really stupid shots, and he put up some really, I mean, good shots. There were some times where he was out of control and threw it up, looking for a foul call, and there was no foul to be called in the first place. Um, you saw Joe Ingles actually at one point grab Jordan, pull him aside, and just say, you need to, and you almost heard him like, or saw him lip or mouth it, you need to calm down. Just offensively tell him, you need to calm down. He's just, he's way out of control sometimes. Good shooter when he's in rhythm or when he's, I mean, it's a catch-and-shoot guy. Excuse me, but when he's going to the hoop, trying to draw a foul when there's nothing even there, it just, it doesn't work. I mean, 8 of 18 from the field wasn't great for Jordan. Still does finish with 24, though. Yeah, and, I mean, he was, he was really the only big offensive threat that the Jazz had that had, you know, a little more of a refined game. Uh, there was a, a point in the game where, the way he was playing, the Jazz were closing the gap and made a game of it. It was a close game. In fact, Jazz were threatening to take the lead, and Quinn pulled him out. What does that tell you? <laughs> Just don't, that, don't, don't mess this up. That leads me to my next conversation. We're going to get that in just one second. I do want to go to this, though, the uh, NBA scoreboard. Brooklyn leads by 8, 78, 70, uh, halfway through the third quarter. Uh, Philadelphia and Orlando just underway. 5-4 Philadelphia. That's on TNT. Memphis. How about Memphis, Eric? 121-92 winners over Oklahoma City. Uh, Washington, New Orleans at 6 o'clock tonight. Boston, Toronto is your nightcapper on TNT. That's at 7 o'clock. Should be a good one between those two teams. And by the way, both teams need that game very, very badly to uh, not have to deal with, uh, you know, second round looking at one team and you don't want to face them. Um, yeah, Boston and Toronto need that game. That's going to be a fun one to have. Toronto right now is in second place. Boston's in third. And Boston is, oh, they're four and a half behind, behind Toronto. And they're three and a half ahead of Miami. So they look pretty comfortable sitting in third. Uh, so, yeah, that's your scoreboard so far. We take a break. I want to come back, Eric. I want to talk about this, this really odd idea to bench all your key players. And then, like, as you mentioned, you took Jordan Clarkson out when you were down by six. When it got to six, he took him out. Uh, there's a couple theories to that, obviously. There's, you've seen some stuff probably on Twitter if you have it. Uh, we're going to get into that here in just a moment. It's the Full Court Press here on 106.9 The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. 
Full Court Press, Derek France, and Aljay Salveson on 106 on the Fan. Thanks for joining us, however, and wherever you are doing so to get you ready for the freaking weekend. Utah Jazz, 1 o'clock tomorrow versus the Denver Nuggets in an absolutely massive game for both teams, really, in regards to the standings. In fact, as we look at the standings right now in the Western Conference, Denver Nuggets are right now in third place. They are just a game and a half behind the Clippers, and they are two full games ahead of the Jazz. That's how big that loss was for the Jazz today. Uh, a win, Eric, would have put them uh, a game and a half behind with a matchup tomorrow. Oklahoma City now trails the Jazz by a half a game. And uh, they currently trail right now. In, in fact, they lost to Memphis. Um, and then Dallas and Memphis ran out the top eight. Portland is... Oklahoma City lost to Memphis? Pretty sure, didn't they? Did that game go final? Yeah, 121-92. Wow, really? Yeah, remember, I mean, I said that in the first, in this past segment. Uh, You're welcome. Did you see how that first half ended? No. There's like four or five seconds on the clock. Chris Paul drives, kicks it out. I believe it was Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. Hits a three. Uh, two and a half, three seconds on the clock. They inbound the ball. Chris Paul steals it, drops another three at the buzzer. <laughs> Six points? Six points. Boom. Like that. I, uh, uh, and I think they were down by three at that point. That is Memphis's first win of the bubble, believe it or not. And they get oh, it over wow, a, a right. big team. 121-92 is your final. So right now, that puts Memphis ahead of Portland by one game. That's it. One game. Portland gaining. That Dame Lillard. Holy cow. He was dropping what threes. Night like last night that was. Nuts. Game, huh? Uh yeah, that was that was impressive work. And by the way, how about Houston beating up on LA? I know LeBron was out, but one thirteen ninety seven your final last night. Clippers over Dallas. Yeah, Westbrook was out for the Rockets. Yep, he so sure was. they weren't necessarily at full strength. One twenty six one eleven Clippers over the Mavericks. Portland, as you mentioned, one twenty five one fifteen winners over Denver. So Denver's now lost two in a row and uh, are on a again big game tomorrow for both those teams for Utah and for Denver. Milwaukee beat Miami one thirty one sixteen. They trailed by twenty three one point, came back and won it. And again, of course, Devin Booker, the Phoenix Suns, stay undefeated, 114-99 winners over the Indiana Pacers. Eric, it's just so amazing. It's it's been in, it's been bizarre to say the least. Uh, Eric, a theory has been coming out ever since the announcement of Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert uh, sitting out of today's game against the Spurs. We call it the hashtag Tank for Six. Here's the problem, though, according to our wonderful guy Dan Clayton. Uh, who we've had on our show multiple times. We'll have him on again here towards the uh, playoffs. He says, Denver has a brutal close. Houston plays two lotto teams and then two Eastern Conference under siege, each missing one of their two best players. Very good chance Rockets go to three. Why does that matter? Because the Jazz were trying to drop to six. Are the Jazz really trying to gun for six or... Have they just trying to manage guys' minutes? Manage guys' minutes? Because they know they got a back-to-back we're in a bu- no, we're in against a bubble. Denver. It's a good team tomorrow. Oh, my heck. And uh, you, know, the, you don't have limited time to work on guys and give them rest. So you just say, you know what? We're a little bit dinged up. We'll take a break. We'll see what our bench can do. And we'll go give Denver a good game. Great. So we've played five games, and we already need rest, huh? And even though we have days off between those games. To, to, tonight, tomorrow is their first back-to-back. 
but please, let's make sure we get all the rest we need, even though we don't have to travel at all. <laughs> we can bus back to our king-size beds, hang out, but let's make sure we get the rest we need. Really interesting piece today in The Athletic. Uh, there's a reporter. Now I can't think of his name. I didn't read his name. Uh, he's talking about some of his observations of the NBA. He will be going into the bubble uh, later this month, mm-hmm. and he was thinking about the mental aspect of being away from his family for like seven weeks. And, uh, and and he thought of some comments that Joe Ingles had made previously. So he reached out to Joe about what it's like. Really, really interesting read. Uh, gosh, I gotta go find it. Find the title of it. If if you subscribe to The Athletic, it's definitely worth the read because um, it's near the end. Uh, yeah, Beyond the Bubble. Disney Delete 8, Suns Rising, has Ingles come around. Uh, talked about how he's kind of changed his routine a little bit uh, and just how when when you're in a normal NBA schedule, you have time when you go home and you're away from basketball. You're watching your kids get off the bus or you know, taking them to practice uh, for soccer uh, or you're helping little projects around the house. So you have these distractions, and then when it's time to get in your car to go to the gym, okay, now I'm thinking about basketball. In the bubble, it's only about basketball. There are a few little distractions here and there, but it's uh, there's this really kind of a weighty mental aspect of it. And uh, what Joe did, you know, we know he had that big game the other day. Um, basically, his wife telling him he needs to distract himself. So when he gets to his room. He, uh, he he watches like Netflix, uh, and it's not about sports at all, and it's like documentary stuff about prisons and weird things. So, it, it really interesting just about how some of these guys are trying to manage dealing with being away from family. Routines are different. They've been there a month now, a little more than a month, so it can start to wear on guys. Hmm. So it's uh, it'll be interesting as the list goes further how much more that impacts players and how well they're able to deal with it. It may be the team that handles the mental aspect of this the best is the team that comes out of this the most. Uh, Looking at Denver's schedule really quickly, uh, they have the Lakers, Clippers, Raptors, and Jazz to finish off. Can I get a capital yuck for that? I mean, that is hard. That is brutal. Jazz got the Nuggets, Mavericks, and Spurs uh, twice. Um and the Oklahoma City Thunder still have the Heat, Clippers, Memphis, Wizards, and Suns. And the Suns, again, are no gimme by any stretch of the means. Uh, magic number for the Clippers to clinch the two seed is three games. Denver can be two through six. Houston, Oklahoma City, and Utah can be two through seven. Dallas can be four through seven. So it is almost guaranteed that we'll have a play-in game. Not sure what that's even going to look like, and there's no guarantee that Memphis is still going to be a part of it at this point. That's how crazy the Western Conference is. Oh, it's it's nuts. The race for for eighth, yeah, is really tight. Yep. Uh, three through six is incredible. It, even two and three is still really close. Yeah, yeah. Two three. It's get, fun, man. I think it's so much fun. Again, two through seven for Houston, Utah, and Oklahoma City are definitely in play for uh, all three teams. And again, the Clippers' magic number, Eric, to get to the two seed and clinch it is three games. And uh, the Clippers have Nuggets, Raptors, Oklahoma City, and Blazers. Second hour of the Full Court Press coming up next. 
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The competition level in the NBA bubble started out pretty high, and some of the games are still really good. A lot of high-scoring games. But we're starting to see teams rest their starters, like the Lakers did last night with LeBron. And I don't want to hear any complaints. It's the last four games of the regular season. Nobody watches the last four games in a normal season. We're just noticing it because of the bubble. And if you're a Lakers fan, trust me, I don't think you want LeBron out there right now. I'm not sure the Bucs want the Greek freak out there either. The Lakers and Bucks are the favorites, and rightfully so. But teams like the Clippers and Raptors are right behind them. And there's a little bit of an unknown with the bubble. We're seeing players we didn't expect to step up. Anything can happen in Orlando. Now it's the time for the contenders to slow down a little bit and focus on the postseason. Even if it means there's going to be some meaningless basketball games on TV coming up in the next couple of days. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.